あ
I don't know. You're so tall. You'd be like a noodle. And then Dennis, would he's just like a big rock. The answer is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't sound like either one of us should be lifting, I, lifting any benches. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. But um, nothing uh, big. I'm going to... I'm in May or March. I'm going to Boston, Massachusetts. Cut it out. Yeah. Why are you what? doing that? I'm uh, my niece is graduating MIT. Wow. So they already got um. My mother-in-law's like, well, we got three hotel rooms just in case because you know, our nie- your niece is graduating. I was like, all right, let's go. So that's it. Well, if you need any recommendations, yeah. may, may, I mean, maybe don't ask me because, like, uh, what do I? I have, outside of a couple of trips here and there, actually, there's like a lot of really cool stuff. I would say the, uh, and if you're listening, and you're like, I'm also going. Oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe you should link up with James and maybe hang out. Um, they they have uh, the duck boat tours, which is really cool. I think you pay thirty bucks a person. It's an hour long, and it actually goes in the water. So they're amphibian cars. So it's a bus, essentially, that will drive around the city, and then it goes in the Charles River. And uh, if you, what time of year is this? March, I think. Okay. So in the, in the summer, not like Florida, but a little bit, there's a chance of like thunderstorms, everything else in May. So the last time we went, Becky and I uh, went on the... I guess the duck boat tour. June 2nd. Okay. So it's the perfect timing. So there's a chance this. Now you guys probably know. I'm not going to call myself a cheapskate. But I try to get the most out of the bang for the buck. And it was raining. And they go, we're going to give you half your money back. Because we can't do the water. Because there's thunder in the air. But good news. We'll do the added driving tour. So as it was raining, we got half the money back, and we saw even more stuff. So it's pretty cool. So that's a win. That is a win. That is a win. So that's exciting. And is that the furthest uh, north that you have been? <laughs> He's from Alaska. In in the in the. Hold on, will you stop? Sorry. <laughs> I know he's from Alaska, but as we talked about, Alaska's out west. You look at a map; it's right next to Hawaii. I've been to New York. You have, yes. But this is still further north than. Yeah, it's further, so in the yeah. in the what are the the continental 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 United, United States. States is the furthest north that you've ever been. Um, I've been to Seattle. This is the furthest northeast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boston's more north than you realize. I think it, I think it's I don't, well. That's pretty cool. You know, it'll be a good time of year too. It'll be like nice hot. It'll yeah. be like how it is here in like November. So cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and then nothing else really is happening except my neck hurts. My neck hurts. Yeah. Um, I sat down. What are you what have you been doing? Heating pads? Nothing. Just um three Tylenol. Okay. Stretch it. Stretch yeah, it. I woke up stretch it, but it's all right. I'm not worried. I'm not worried too much. And I also, I worked last night. I usually usually don't work um, Monday nights, so I was kind of tired. So it's like, I'll just go to the podcast. I'll skip the meeting. And then I, I was reading the text. I was like, oh, no, he's picking up his coin. Mm-hmm. So at least Dennis was there. Yep. Thanks, Dennis. How was everything? You can, you can hold the microphone. I was holding it for James. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't do anything this week that I can remember. Um, but I did go to Boston one time in 2011. It was the first time I ever saw snow. And I was like 20-something years old. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then, like, I remember, like, when I was like 11 years old or something like that, I pulled a muscle in my neck. So I walked around with my neck, like, cocked over for, like, months on months what? because I couldn't fucking move it. And, like, literally, I had to walk around in public and every places I had to go. Like, my neck was just cocked, like, 90 degrees to the side. <laughs> uh, that was embarrassing. But I, I did that on a trampoline. Like, I'm lucky I didn't break my neck, but... Um, did yeah, there's Did a, you do a flip? Yeah, I was doing, like, multiple backflips, like, one after the other after the other. And I went too far backwards, and, like, I came down to where my legs landed in between the springs. And I whipped backwards, and my legs caught, like, the bottom of the trampoline, and I was bent over the metal pole hanging there. And, like, it ripped my muscle in my neck. And, like, yeah. So it could have been a lot worse, like definitely could have been a lot worse um yeah but this past week i don't know i didn't do anything I caught up on house of dragons did y'all see like last night's house of dragons or no! sunday's house don't of dragons give it away okay i won't give it away james is giving a thumbs up though it's starting to get steamy <laughs> that's the best i can do without saying anything um yeah, other than that, I don't know. I'm I'm waiting on artwork for multiple NFT projects, so let's let's, let's get that going. Wait, how's the other artist doing? Is he bulking as well? Uh, she is like in bulking. I don't know about bulking, but she is like from the Philippines or something, and like doesn't have good internet connection. And she's supposed to get us like concept art, and she hasn't done that yet. How much are you so, paying her? Ten percent of the sales and one sixth of the ownership of the company. So it's not about getting paid because none of us are getting paid at this point. But nonetheless, we'll see if that happens. Who knows? Yeah, it's a, it's a sound business model. I, I honestly, I heard some of the most successful companies they started out with nothing. Did you know that? I read it somewhere. Hey, you know, it used to be called a jumpoline until your mom got on it, Dennis. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. It was never. It was always called the trampoline. <laughs> uh, I was sitting on that one. No, I, hey, and I, uh, you talked about getting bent over a pole. That's not the last time. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. So, so I'm in. I'm in. I'm in a really fun mood. Hey, this is what happens. You get sober, and then you can tell these jokes. Not in public, but in a car. <laughs> parked on the side of a road with three Broadcast other yeah to the world. With, so um i was really excited and i'll be honest james i figured that you were working i forgot that you're working a double 
But um, I know Dennis and I, I don't even, are you a fan of Clerks, the movie? Have you ever seen that, James? Oh, yeah. I love it. You like the Clerks movies? So maybe we can do something where when it comes out, because it's only in theaters for five days, I have my daughter Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So tonight was the only day that I could get tickets to see Clerks 3. Which I don't know why I love it so much. You ever like like something and then you show somebody else and they go, "This is this is absolutely terrible. It's the I, worst thing." I think it's a it's a product of our time, right? And there's a lot of nostalgic around that because we were all like teenagers when that movie came out, and it was like a counterculture nerd kind of counterculture that was like the first ever. So now we're all like fundamentally bonded to it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, that's been a highlight of my, the last, I don't know, I would say four days of seeing that the movie's coming out, and then being like, oh, I'd love to see it, and then I kind of freaked out when I'm like, oh no, it's only out for five days, and I could see it at home, but I also think it's going to be one of those that only is available to, like, get for 20 bucks on Amazon Prime or whatever, and you know what I would probably do is go, oh, well, I'll wait till it's free and then forget about it and 15 years would pass and then it would show up and I'd be like, ah, I don't want to see it that much. So I seeing it and, you know, have it be, um, I don't know, a cool thing with Dennis as a uh, uh, last last hurrah of the Clerks franchise is uh, is pretty good. So that's it. So I'm looking forward to. And uh, I think I am... Making a decision to get my daughter a uh, pixie pass for next year at Disney. So that way she and I can go. Because I kind of feel bad about it. There's been a couple times where I've been like, oh yeah, she's two years old. And she just celebrated her fourth birthday. So, I don't know. I think I should stop doing that. What do you think, James? Do the cast members give you the side eye? No, I don't look them in the eyes. I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They haven't. Only once they've asked me how old she is. And uh, I have made sure she's had her headphones on because she's not a liar like good old dad. So <laughs> she would be like, I'm four. And they'll be like, here, pay us $150. And I'll be like, oh, I do think they should have a kid price. That's a little less. What it's do you think? $5 difference, right? I, they, I don't even know if it is even $5. But I do think it should be half if you're under six. Because if you can't ride on any of the the rides she's too small to ride on anything so it's just like the experiences um and she's not gonna remember it right but i'm just justifying doing something i shouldn't probably do so um yeah so that's been uh that's been real do you still have a pixie pass now i do i do and i think i think i'm gonna re-up it so this next year what is a pixie pass just monday through friday thanks for asking dennis Monday through Friday, did they you, don't offer the. Did other you want to go to a park Wednesday night? You and your daughter. Uh no, but next week let's figure out a, a time to do that, and I would love to. She has a uh, early morning appointment. I always feel, I feel so bad, like trying to go right now when it's raining, and then putting her through the rain. I don't know what to do. As it's getting cooler, absolutely. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna be a. It just seems wrong for me now to take her because I know she's four. When she was three, I'm like, oh, it was only a year difference. But now that she's four, oh, that car's gonna hit us. Nope, they missed us. Um, I think it's a 
different thing. Look, there's old man Weathers. <laughs> is that old man Weathers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's getting into sobriety. That's now. fun. He doesn't look sober either. But we're talking about the early days of sobriety. Uh, Dennis, I'll let you start because you picked this topic out of a couple uh, humdrum <laughs> topics that I had. And you're like, wow, these all seem really dark. But early days seems like it could have been bright. For the record, I didn't actually pick the topic. You told me to pick the topic, and I looked at him, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then James is like, let's do this one. And that's how it came to be. So we'll give James credit for that, because I wanted to burn the list and throw it in the river. But I wasn't allowed to. Um, take it where you want to take it, <laughs> Not there! No. Not there! Uh, early days of sobriety... Um, that's a cool sticker. Whiskey tango, magma. Whiskey. I can't. I can't. You just uh, gave me a sticker that is a stormtrooper. I'm supposed to be sharing, and they start passing stickers back and forth. I was gonna give to Dennis, but it's "Make America Great Again." Oh, he doesn't. What? No, it doesn't say that. Uh, It says it underneath. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, Just of course kidding. it doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Early days of sobriety were really rough for me, obviously. You can go back to episode two and listen to my wonderful story. Has the most listens out of any host on this show. Um, y'all are being really distracting to me. My ADD is on, so on point cool today. <laughs> there is so many cool things in here. Um but yeah, when I at the end of my drinking, look at all the don't honk the horn. Everyone like looked. Oh god, this is a mess. Uh, sorry, sorry. I don't know. Early on was really bad for me because I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and and depression. Where I was able to quit for like a year and a half, but in that year and a half, I spent like months on the couch, you know surviving off bananas and stuff and it was like very miserable time and I was very hopeless because I was under the impression that whenever I quit drinking and smoking pot and stuff that that things would get better for me that it would just magically stop it James like don't look (laughs) at me oh my god all right um but you know I thought it would just magically everything would just fall back into place and when I quit it didn't and like things actually got worse and James you're creeping me out please stop like James is like staring in the rearview mirror at me making like an Aphex twin face or something um yeah so things got worse for me because I didn't know um how to get better you know and I, it got to a point where I was pretty much hopeless. I was isolated. I didn't know anyone that understood what I was going through or whatever. And then eventually, you know, long story short, I made it into the rooms. And then I met people that had gone through the same stuff that I was going through but found a way out. So that started my recovery, you know, journey or whatever james are you freaking two years old today stop it james is now moving his seat all the way back to crush me um 
See, I got to meet people like James and Mike who make life a little more interesting. Um, but I found people that had gone through what I had gone through and knew how to get out of it and stuff. So early on, I decided to commit myself to it. And I went every day, got a sponsor, did the steps. And, you know, my fondest memories of the early days were just how, like, quickly I was able to meet people that were generally cared about how I was doing every day. You know, they'd invite me out to go to coffee or breakfast in the morning and stuff. And and it was really easy to, like, bond with people and make friends, you know, a lot of friends that I still have today and stuff. And, you know, early day sobriety... as far as staying sober was relatively easy for me because I had already gone through the withdrawals and the cravings and stuff like that and I was at a stage where I just had to learn live or learn to live again you know and how to do that and how to be okay in my skin kind of thing so it's a different experience than I'm sure a lot of newcomers have because a lot of newcomers are obviously like fresh and like you know still want to drink 24 7 where I didn't but I did want someone to relate to and I found that so I don't know I've rambled enough someone else go how um so how long was in the program were your early days just so I can follow the model what did you say early days oh I don't know I would say like in some ways it's still early days right but no. I don't know. No, I guess not. They're both like, no, it's not. Um, uh, I don't know. I really felt like the early days were at least the first year, right? It was definitely the first year before I kind of felt like I was fully a part of, you know? And like, you know, then quickly, once I started making the coffee and meeting people and stuff like that it kind of evolved quicker but it was still like another year or whatever before like old timers and stuff were like you know I don't know the answer go ask Dennis kind of thing you know and I think at that point when people are looking at you as part of the group and as an important part of the group like I felt like I kind of matured a little bit within AA, if that makes sense. But I don't know how to define early day. Okay, thanks for answering that. You're welcome. <laughs> Just kidding. You didn't. Uh, you didn't answer. Um, I tried to answer. You did a good job. Um, James, are you good wrapping it up, or do you want to go second? I'll wrap it up. All right. Um, that's what she said. So that's that's uh, right on, right on. So when I came into the rooms i talked about it in episode what was i was i four dennis you don't know i don't even know why dennis only knows his number um so whatever you were four look back my name's miguel um so when i came into the rooms and great i'm grateful that i did at the time i it was like the world was ending this was uh september 8th 2014 i was 29 years old I had already planned because at the time in my career, uh, there were a lot of 
big time people, record label people that I was friends with within my job that were like, oh, we're going to come and, you know, drop a bunch of money and make this a big thing and get like an artist to perform on a party bus and drive around Boston. I'm like, this is great. So I had everything planned. And then, uh, you know, my higher power, as I uh, see now, chose to have my last drink be one where I was found pretty much incapacitated. Um, And my wife yelling at me, what did you take? What did you take? And it was like a really, really bad scene. And that's when I knew that I I had to get myself out of trouble, I think, at the time. I thought, okay, well, maybe this is the time where I figure out how to actually drink and control it with the help of other professionals because I didn't know what AA was. And I soon found out after the first meeting of what it actually was, dealing with life on life's terms. And I started that by doing a 90 and 90 and, and getting a sponsor my second day um, and going through. But unlike Dennis, who stopped drinking, but his, uh, his mind wasn't uh, sober. It was still playing tricks on him until he came into the rooms and learned a new way of life. Um, I did have the DTs the first at least month and a half, maybe two months, uh, because I remember it was September, so it was uh, the beginning of November. I think I had my last one. Um, it's funny how your brain, like different markers of your sobriety. I did the, you, you guys ever hear of the No Shave November where people like grow a beard? And like, oh, no shave November. Sounds really cool. I'm going to take a picture. So like I didn't have a beard until then. And then I grew a beard. And when I started that process, it was the last week that I had DTs. But every single day my hand would uh, would shake. And um, it was really bad. It was really terrible. It's a good time not to shave. Yeah, right. <laughs> do, you have, do you have pictures of that? I want to see you with the... Yeah, I'm like, sure. Was it a full-blown beard, or was it like how you do it? Kind, kind of what I have now, okay. yeah. Do you, would you not call this a beard? What would you call this? No, it's a beard, but I pictured you like a, oh. a, a hillbilly Appalachian mountain prospector. No, kind I could not be like our Alaskan friend that can grow a beard. And like, if you don't shave for, In what, afternoon. a week? Yeah. This is two months, so... That's two months, okay. Well, that's two months with trimming, right? Yeah, I trim a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah I trim a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so if you started with nothing, probably in a month, it would be that, maybe? Close, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like that for me. It was like, this is maybe a little longer than this, is what it would be. So, long story, long beard. Um, I... <laughs> I remember the early days being terrible and because I would drink usually in the afternoon because I was working early morning hours, the afternoons were my really bad time and thinking about going without a a drink was unimaginable. I shared at the meeting this morning that, um, that Dennis was going to be at, um, that I'm just kidding. You were actually were never gonna be. You didn't yeah. commit to it. Wait, you didn't go? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So at yeah. the at the meeting earlier today. Sorry. 
I no, it's fine. You guys didn't show up. You had other <laughs> engagements, and then I I have no resentment. I was just James always goofs on you, so forget I'd pile on. How's it feel? Probably not good. Sorry. I feel small. Yeah. So I um. I honestly, (laughs) I had a really challenging time until a couple years went by. But the early days, still, when I moved to town a year and a half into sobriety, a little bit more than a year and a half, I would still walk around Epcot sometimes and be mad that people were day drinking and having things and I couldn't. Um, It wasn't until, and, and truthfully, I still think to this day, my uh, relationship that I have with a higher power was legitimate and was was even good at that point where I would have God in my life. But I think he wanted me to feel that so that way I can tell newcomers that it, for me, it's not a snap of the fingers. And it wasn't just saying, I'm going to turn my will and my life over to the care of God um, where it worked. I actually had to go through those moments. Um, and it was it was challenging, but... Definitely having a, a fellowship that you can share it with and have them not judge you um, was good. I did have friends in early sobriety that were counting against me and said that, you know, oh, it's not going to work. You know, my wife at the time, all her friends um, who I should I think I should have known then uh, that they weren't going to be good. There were several stories that I've probably already told the last three years of doing this podcast. Since I think actually next week will be three calendar years since maybe Dennis, you can look up the first episode when it dropped, but I think we're coming up on the three year mark, um, of doing this podcast. And there were many times where friends were, they did not have my best interests and and I thought that they did. Um, and the early days of sobriety kind of taught me who I want in my fellowship and not even just in recovery fellowship, but who I also want like in my life, in my circle, that's not sober. I have friends that still drink that, um, would never ever want, uh, me to drink again. And I've described, I think I talked last week, I talked about, you know, uh, being eight years sober of eight years of, uh, finding a way out of depression, isolation, and self-centeredness, um, which is really cool. So early days, not easy. Um, but if you work through it, I don't think we're in the early days anymore. I agree with James. I think we're, uh, we're, uh, trudging the road to, was it happy destiny? Yeah. Something like that. Trudge, 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 trudge. Ah, yep. Ah. Hey, you can't spell fudge without rudge, right? Udge. Rock roll. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wrap it up, James. Like zoinks, man. Uh, hi, my name is James, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, James. My sobriety date is June 2nd, 2017, and I'm sober today by the grace of God and the company I keep. Oh, yeah. Don't blame us. <laughs> so when I chose this topic, it was because it was the po- the most positive out of the other three, the other two. So there was three topics, and this was the most positive one I could think of. The other ones were, I, I can't even remember, but I was like, no, no. But it's okay to talk about negative things and how the solution for those. But, um, you know, when I think about early sobriety, I think about 
you know, this this last time that I came in in 2017, you know, I think at, at five years of sobriety, we're definitely not in our early days. We're we are, we have, even though it went by quick, the five years, um, I think I've learned so much in these five years. And um, in early sobriety, I was still just super green and just, you know, running on emotion. I had a positive, powerful God in my life. And I, the good thing I had going for me in early sobriety was I knew God was real. He got me sober. He got me into the rooms again. He saved my life. He got me to a good place where I can rest and really focus on my sobriety. Um, but I was, you know, in early sobriety, I, my driver's license was suspended. I, <clears throat> I didn't have a place to call my my home. I didn't have, I was thousands and thousands of dollars behind in child support. I didn't have a job, you know. So all these things could have got me back out there drinking again because my mind just was like, you're, you're a screw-up. You're never going to amount to anything. Just go drink because you can forget about it. Um, but for me, it was nice to have God come in and just kind of halt the way I was thinking and be like, listen, the way you're thinking, the way you're doing things is not what I had in mind for you. I want you to get sober and I want you to go back to the rooms and, and really start focusing on your life. And thank God, you know, it, he did when he did because I don't know if I would have made it to 50 or 60. We see some guys coming in at 50 and 60 and they're just getting sober and they're having a hard time. So I don't know if I had another 10 or 20 years in me, to be honest. Um, you know, there was um, my wife and I, we got sober together and we would we would argue a lot and fight a lot. We were drinking and those that first year um was hard you know everything pissed her off i shouldn't talk about her i pissed her off a lot um because i wasn't thoughtful you know i was still running on you know i was being reactive and i was being annoying and i would press buttons and you know honestly it took about two or three years before we we stopped fighting at least you know, a week, you know, on a weekly basis, we would get into an argument or just piss each other off. Um, for this past year, I would say, um, we, we, we don't fight anymore. We just, we have put tools and implemented ways to, uh, treat each other like, um, you know, no personal attacks, um, always doing what we're saying we're going to do and just we just make it easier for ourselves so i think when in early sobriety the people closest to me aside from my in-laws because they were really fortunate enough to have me come stay with them <laughs> just kidding um you know i i had to be walking on eggshells with them you know so whatever they asked of me i would just do it um and my wife, not so much. You know, it was always an argument, early sobriety. Um, I remember old timers. I remember, you know, Big Al. I remember Richard, Danny. Um, 
Steve, Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray, all those guys were just so instrumental and like uh, looking up to them and all they're always being at the meetings and you know I just felt comforted you know going to AA retreats with them and just going and ask them asking them stuff um like Dennis said it was I find it found it easier easy to make friends this time around because you know I was all in so meeting Mike meeting Dennis my sponsor you know I just it's just wonderful like like I go into meetings and I feel comfortable I can chair a meeting and people can come talk to me and and it was good in early sobriety so I guess where it was really troubling was not so much meetings or meeting people it was my close relationships uh, with my wife that took a long time even though we were sober it took a long time for me to get my acting gear and I got a job within a month of sobriety and I, I it took me a long time to be able to manage my money well too but anyways i think i'm rambling now so i'll pass the mic to mike <laughs> thanks oh, man you're, you're really something <laughs> on fire <laughs> yeah in fuego right hey guys look that's the license plate of vermont it's green what right there that license plate because mm-hmm. it's a green mountain state that's why they do it now you know knowing is not the battle um, it's I think not that, even too hideous. Nope. <laughs> Insidious. Is that what you were trying to say? No. Yeah, you spelt it wrong. Um, so that's that's what we uh, that's what we got. That's pretty good, right? I think so. I so think it was a catastrophe. So Dennis, you have to think of the next next week's topic and make it dark. I, I was make... thinking about that, and it will be dark. Like. One, uh, I'm playing on one of the topics that were our option is like what would like we should reminisce without romanticizing our first drink and our last drink, and you know how do those compare and what like foreshadow like how did the first one foreshadow the last one going into it? Oh, I like that. Are you good with that, James? Okay. Yep, that's right. That was better than what I th- what I was thinking of. I was going to say, I'm better than you. What meetings have the best coffee? Don't forget your lucky charms. Are you really giving me this? Some hand sanitizer and a sticker? Of course. I feel like I'm MacGyver and I have to put something together with these two. I've got nothing for dinner. I'm going to put them right here. I'm going to take this lunchbox. (laughs) No! All right, well, we're the defective characters wrapping up another amazing episode in which we learn nothing from Dennis. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you. That is a that is a hilarious bike. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we, and that license place is okay. Tiny. I'm wrapping this up, guys. We'll be back episode 157 next week uh, with the defective characters. Entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, the early bird gets the silver worm unless it's in tequila. In which case, don't eat it. We'll see you next time. What? You didn't like that? <laughs> no. There's worms into ah, whatever. <laughs>